Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He owns that locker room, man. Those guys love him. Uh, they love his brashness, uh, the, the way he acts. He's, he's won them all over. They know he's tough, they know he's smart, they know he's good. So uh, I think they'll follow him no matter what. It's the TD Fanners. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And we're starting today's podcast with some Baker Mayfield comments. Now, I'm sure you saw what he said post-game about Hugh Jackson. I'm sure you've seen the video where Baker Mayfield is desperately attempting to ignore Hugh Jackson as Hugh Jackson waves at him desperately to get his attention. Uh, And Baker Mayfield was asked today whether or not he regrets what he did. And he said that he does not regret it. And this is what he said after that. I get to have my own opinion on how it transpired and how he gets to, and he gets to do what he wants. I'm not a cookie cutter quarterback. Never have been, never will be. I speak my mind. That's how I am. So, after hearing that, guys, we know Baker Mayfield's not a cookie-cutter quarterback. But I will say the expectations in the NFL for quarterbacks are different than anywhere else. And you have to kind of play the game a little bit, for, for lack of a better phrase. And sometimes when you're winning, that's okay. But when you're, if you're losing, it's a different story. So is this going to be one of those scenarios where it flies now because they've won a couple games and they're doing okay, but it'll rub people the wrong way if they're not winning games? I, I think we sometimes ask – quarterbacks in particular, but NFL players, to do the impossible, which is please show your personality, please be real, please be the person you are. But don't be too honest. But don't say anything that rocks the boat or we might not personally like. Or yes. It's the, and, and like I said, my comments about this from Monday was I, lo- I like Baker. I like that he's got this personality. I think this personality translates to his football game, which is why he is so one of the big reasons why he's so successful. But, yes, there are times where you go, okay, Baker, maybe that was – you didn't have to say it that way. This isn't that bad. Who cares? Like, I think this has now become so overblown. He didn't say anything derogatory. He didn't say anything disrespectful. No. All he said was he doesn't like the fact that a coach had probably preached to him, you know, unity loyalty. and team and loyalty. He's on the other sideline the same season. He's My opinion is that's how this game works. You have to understand. You also like, hey, you transfer within your own conference in college. There's a little bit of hypocrisy there. But this is really not that big of a deal that everybody's making it out to be. Yeah, I'll tell you, it also translates to that city and that city of having a quarterback that's backing it up on the field, that's talking some smack and being brash. It also translates to that locker room, which I think he owns. So I sit on the fence on this. I sit on the fence of I'm a player in that locker room, and I love that he owns that locker room. He's the leader. We're the Browns, and he's owning it, and he's making them relevant, and he's making them relevant in a lot of ways, and he's definitely backing it up on the field. I also sit on the fence of I'm a coach's kid. Damn, Hugh Jackson got fired. He got a chance to go back to where a lot of it started with Marvin Lewis and a job. At the end of the day, you feed your family doing this. This ain't all about, oh, I don't like it. He's feeding his family. Yeah, he got guaranteed money and he got fired. He's getting a payout. So what? You still got to get a job. It's called retirement. You mean years in the league, like there's the other side of this. So I'm kind of sitting on the fence. I agree with you. It's really nothing. It's no big deal. 
down the road, this doesn't translate to the locker room or the city. You got to shut up and be a professional and be a quarterback. Right now, I kind of like it. Yeah, I think. Listen, I I should start off with saying like I love Baker Mayfield, so like I support all of this, but he's also not the quarterback of my football team. So I think that there's a little part of me that likes the entertainment value of Baker Mayfield, but I think that only really works when you're winning because he was allowed to do that when he was winning in Oklahoma, and he was allowed to be this brash quarterback and go to Ohio State and take the flag and put it in the middle of the field and all that stuff. And I love all that stuff, but that really only works when you're winning. I don't think Look, that I don't think people are going to like that too much if you're losing football games. That's great because it gives him the chip on his shoulder that he has. But you know who has the biggest chip in the history of the NFL is Tom Brady. And the goat says nothing. That's he gives you nothing. He says nothing. There's no bulletin board material. There's no cheap shots. He's just a goat for sure. And there's nobody that has it because he works his ass off and he outworks you. He outthinks you. Baker needs to get to that. Like I said, it's fine right now. Yes. Eventually, two or three years from you can't. Keep speaking your mind because that's who you are. That doesn't really fly later on. And even if you do win, and even if you are a quarterback that's destined to go to Hall of Fame, let's say like a Ben Roethlisberger, criticizing his own teammates, that gets exploited. And that gets yeah. talked about in the media as, hey, this is a bad thing. Why is he Why is he calling out James Washington? Oh, ben Roethlisberger's done this for how many years now? He's called out Juju at times. He's called out AB at times. He's called out James Washington this way. This is what he does because you know why? He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got two. He's been yeah. to three. And there's no question who the leader of that building is. It's Ben. And yeah. they all know they're going nowhere without him. So, But even even him, even he doesn't escape the criticism for critiquing his own teammates. Yeah. So, again, Baker Mayfield at some point is going to have to learn how to play the game a little bit. But like both of you said, right now, I think it, it's a good thing for him and his team. Yeah. Right now, BU, you're finally changing the culture. In for Cleveland, sure. Which has sucked for so long and giving them a winner and a brash crap-talking quarterback. I love that part. Eventually, it's got to chill. Right now, like I said, I kind of like it. I think I love the the point that you brought up, though, Jake, because Tom Brady is the ultimate competitor. Okay, there are, there are very few people that get talked about in the same discussion as Michael Jordan, and from a psycho competitor standpoint, it's Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Tom Brady. Kobe Bryant would be the next athlete I would put in that same conversation where – they didn't want to just beat you. They wanted to kill you when they were playing in the sport that they're playing. The ultimate now, three chip on their shoulder guys, Kobe not being in that group. Being yeah. A little bit more of a blue blood five-star prospect. But. Yeah, they just they, they want to destroy you when they're playing. And uh, listen, Michael Jordan talked a lot of trash. So that's not – but he backed it up. So I think the trash talk, the kind of – that type of attitude is okay when you're winning. Um, this type of discussion Basketball where you're is not being a quarterback in a locker That's room exactly my point. There, it's a it's a huge difference though the expectation, and I think the way Tom Brady has done it is he might have a bulletin board at home that he puts hella quotes on and throws dartboard and has a dartboard that he's throwing little darts at. I don't know what he's doing, but he's got exactly. More. You don't know what he's doing. Exactly. It never exactly. Else. Nobody ever knows. He never talks when he faces an opponent. He almost goes bashful about how great that quarterback is and how we, – we talked about Aaron Rodgers and him facing each other. He was if over Josh the moon McDaniels about those guys. Josh McDaniels takes the Jets job, all Tom Brady's going to say is that he wishes them best and he enjoyed their time together and he made me a better player and all the things you would expect him to say. For sure. That's so, just – that is what he does. He does that, but he – it's almost as if he, he talks so nicely that you know deep within he's going, yeah, I want to kill you. Oh, I, there's, I there's no doubt. There's no. He wouldn't be where he was. No doubt that's going on. And I love. And I love about that about what Tom. comes out. Yeah, because what comes out is is nice. 
the the Tom Brady that I that I think lives within heard that go heard that go conversation and said yeah take this go conversation yes. Aaron no, Rodgers no doubt yeah no I think I think that's the main difference so maybe Baker will learn I think for now we're entertained by it uh, I think it works if they continue to win win football games uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the MVP race because we asked Bruce Arians about that and you guys will hear that later on in his interview um, I think head and shoulders I don't think it's close. I think it's Drew Brees. I think the the season that he is having is not only going to set records, but he individually, when you consider what he's done offensively, this this offense is not – there's not a word that I can use to describe it to to actually describe how great it is because it's unbelievable to watch. Yeah, it's funny because I think you have – I agree with you. I think Drew Brees, if I'm voting right now, gets it. I think Mahomes is – was a close second, but if you really analyze it, the two losses that they had, as great as he played in those games, he kind of cost him with some picks. Yep. He had some turnovers. He's young. Drew Brees is not doing that. But Mahomes has been spectacular. The crazy thing to me in this conversation is maybe three, four, and five all play on the same team. When I'm talking about Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, and Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald could be in this conversation. I think Aaron Donald right now is probably above Cleo Mack in defense player of the year, which is I don't even know how that's possible. The, sure. the numbers that these guys are putting well, up. Well, maybe he's not insane. played every single game. True. You know, he might True. be over there. True. But, but he has. And, I mean, but you think you're probably – number six, you're probably talking about Khalil Max. Come on. Yeah. Maybe two defensive players in the top six of the MVP. But it's really Drew Brees and the other five guys floating around, in my opinion. It, he's just been spectacular. It's hard to beat out a quarterback because the position is just so much more important than everybody else. And, and it's, so, it's so much more obvious when you're watching, too. You don't correct. always – if you're not playing close attention, you might not notice – what Aaron Donald is doing on a snap to snap basis. Exactly. You always know what Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes and, uh, you know, another player that's not in that conversation now, but what you'll see later, later with our interview with Bruce Arians, you know, Andrew Luck could be in that conversation. For sure. I, to me, my MVP pick is still Drew Brees, but I think it's a little bit closer than you guys are giving credit for. I know Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over a little bit more, but he has been unbelievably spectacular as well. Uh, and I think he's probably got, he's got the same amount of weapons around him as Drew Brees. I don't think he's got yeah. any more. Uh, but again, I'm giving it to Jubilee slightly because again, I like quarterbacks who again don't hurt their teams uh, yeah. in the end. But and Patrick Mahomes didn't for like what seven weeks. No. He didn't throw a pick forever, no. and then he's. I'm just saying he's thrown some in those in those two big losses, which were both on the road. And I came out of that thinking he's better than I thought oh, yeah. he was. And I've been, I've been driving that bandwagon since day one. For sure, but, I, I think the biggest difference is I think you're talking about ten wins in a row from Saints. Okay, and you can say whatever you want. Wins matter. People when they're voting, they they're going to look at the records, and I think the Saints are going to have a better record. And there's a good chance this team could not lose a game for the rest of the season, yeah. this New Orleans team. And I think that's going to matter. And I think if you forecast out these two teams, listen, he's probably going to make a few more rookie mistakes, whereas I don't think this Drew Brees-led Saints team is going to slip up no, at they're, all. They're, they're too multiple. They can beat you in too many ways because it doesn't have to be Drew. I mean, there's games where he's thrown for 200, but he had four touchdowns. Yeah, the question is end up being is who is playing meaningful games in the last two weeks of the season? Yeah. And I think there's a better chance that even with the records could be identical, that Kansas City could be playing more meaningful games if the Chargers are still nipping at their heels. For sure. sure. That's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, let's preview Thursday Night Football, and it just so happens that our guy Drew Brees is playing in that football game. They're going on the road to face the Dallas Cowboys. The New Orleans Saints are eight-point favorites in this game. I saw, I believe it was Demarcus Lawrence who said, yeah, they've played really well, but they haven't played us. I had to laugh to myself because I'm hit him in the mouth, explosive, explosive, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, okay, dude. Um, no offense, but your team, your division is garbage. I love that he's trying to get hyped for it. I love That's that he's fine. trying to act like the Saints are soft. They're yeah. not. Okay, at all. <laughs> sure. They're they're not this 
dinky, re- high flying. We're you know all no, they they will hit you in the mouth. No, that offensive line will hit you in the mouth. Yes. that's a damn good offensive line that you're going to be facing in that game. And yes, while road teams tend to struggle on Thursday night football. I'm not – I don't think that this is going to be that much of a struggle for New Orleans. It's not potentially going to be like a home game, but it is in a dome. So It's in a dome. It's quick travel. Yes, obviously you, there is a factor in Thursday night, but the factor isn't as big as the discrepancy in talent between these two rosters. I agree. That, that's all that matters here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm thinking like this at this point, seven to eight points maybe for the road team to be a detriment. Okay, so I've still got it 31-20 Saints. I still got them covering, and that's – that's how much, and I, I'm on record as saying I'm buying into the Cowboys. I said yeah. that on the air yeah. last week. They, they've played enough to show me they're winning close games against good teams. They haven't played teams like this. No. no. If the Saints go and they struggle a little bit because it's Thursday night and they're down a little bit, and their defense has been playing really good the last month. Yes, they have. Them credit. And, and that is maybe the biggest key to them in we're talking about Super Bowl contenders and facing a team like the Rams along the way. Yeah, because their defense haven't played great, but they just, you know, they're middle of the pack and they play solid. I mean, I think they go in there and they win this handily. I just don't think Dallas has the firepower to keep up. Yeah, I mean, I think Dallas could slow them down slightly so they only win by two touchdowns in this game instead of, like, the 35 points they've been winning by. But I just just can't see this Dallas team. Look, that defense is better than I'm giving them credit for all year. Like, I'm just going to have to admit that at some point. Rod Miller Miller does a hell of a job. They're they're playing above – Sure. Well, see. well they're, they're playing, playing above their personnel, right? Which again, credit credit to Rodman and others for that. But I, I just look at the Saints, and I think that's right now. Here's, here's a question: If Dallas and Cincinnati, with AJ Green and Andy Dalton, two weeks ago, right, are playing on a neutral field, what do you what do you think? I think I'm probably taking Cincinnati by three. Yeah, I just, New Orleans just yeah. went to Cincinnati and put up with 51. Yeah, with a healthy Dalton and a healthy uh, Yeah, with a healthy Dalton and a healthy AJ yeah. Green, I think that's a better football team. I agree, and they just put 51 on them at home. Yeah. yeah. And just I can't see Dallas hanging in there this week. No, they're, the, the thing is with this team is that New Orleans has become, like you guys said, I think the difference down the stretch is going to be that their defense has kind of started to click. Because at the beginning of the season, they really they struggled. Yeah. They were really bad. But they've kind of started to work their way back to the middle of the pack. And this offense is so explosive that, like you said, Jake, you don't have to be much better than just average. If you hold somebody to 20, 23. Oh, they're going to outscore that. You're winning by 8 to 10 every week. Yeah, if this, not thirty, this team's always going to put up thirty. Yes. You should just spot them thirty and then decide how many points you're going to have to go. And there. I think that's going to be the issue too. Is I don't think I, I know Amari Cooper had the spectacular game on Thanksgiving. I just don't think this Dallas offense is going to be a team that can consistently score above. There's a couple points. of fluky plays. There's a missed yeah. tackle that he took for a touchdown. I mean, it's it's the real deal. You know that, but like I don't see this team as a team that's going to be scoring. So if you're in the Dallas and you run it to slow down the clock. Right, yeah. you're going to keep it away from Drew Brees. They're fine with running it too. They yeah. have no problem beating you twenty to seven. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Like they're for fine everybody. with that, right? If the game is shortened, they're cool with that too. Like they can yeah. beat you so many ways. That's why I really like them moving forward. They can run it. They can smash mouth it. They can hit you over the top. They can go high flying, spread you out. Rams, Chiefs, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. They can beat you both ways. Yeah. Dallas, can't. that's the issue. No, yeah. Dallas can only win one game. One and yeah, way. and the problem is too with Dallas, like they they have to be up in this game. Yeah, like they're just not. They're not. It's not a team that's built to come back from big deficits. And the Saints, they don't care. I mean, no. we were there were the three touchdowns at any point in the game. They're in the game. Yeah, uh, you know, Traquan Smith is going to be back, so I think he's a. If you if you need a miracle, if you're you're looking for a boomer bust play in a flex spot this week, Traquan okay. Smith. I mean, he's truly been boomer bust so far this year. I mean, he's had some awesome games and some complete duds for you. Uh, he's cleared and he's ready to go. So that that's an option there. Otherwise, I mean, you're starting the normal Saints. You're starting Ingram in your flex. You're starting Camaros in RB1. You're starting Michael Thomas as a wide receiver one. 
you're starting Breeze. I mean, you don't. I've got them all. I'm damn happy about it. Yeah, yeah you I should mean, be. These, you should be thrilled. Yeah, the, you should be thrilled. I would say the one question I have for you guys is I've gotten a couple of um, inquiries on Twitter about whether or not we buy into uh, because we've been pretty critical of Mari Cooper, and I don't take back any of the comments that I've had. Um, I don't buy into what happened last week. I don't think he's going to have long-term success like he did last week. I think he's going to be his value in Dallas is higher than it was in Oakland because Oakland is a dumpster fire. He's a, so, better, yes. he's a better player in Dallas. Is he going yes. for 180 and two touchdowns every week? No. no. Is he better than Des Bryant's been the last couple of years in Dallas? Yes. Probably. He's a better player there. He looks refreshed and energized. Yeah. They're still limited on what they can do offensively. So it's, it, it, you know, he's, he's not, not going to be. Yeah, he's not putting up top five numbers every week. No, that's basically no, what no, people no, no. are insinuating. He's, no, I have him as a wide receiver two this week. I think that's kind of where he's going to be between wide receiver two yeah. and flex. He's yeah. going to get the targets yeah. and he's going to get some home run targets. When Dallas has a big offensive game, he's likely going to be a huge part of it. But yeah. when Dallas is going to struggle a lot on offense from time to time, and odds are probably into next year too he's going to not get much. Yeah, and the reality is that offense is always going to run through Ezekiel Elliott. So you're always going to have – you're always going to take a back seat if you're a wide receiver. It doesn't matter if you're the wide receiver one there. That offense runs through Zeke. It always has, and it's going to continue to be that way until they potentially get a new quarterback because Dak's not the quarterback that's going to be running a high-flying offense. He's just not. He no. doesn't have the tools. Uh, so final score, Jamie, from you. Ooh, final score. I'm, I'm going to go 31-13 New Orleans. Ooh. Ooh. 31-13, you said 31-20, Jake. I said 31-20, yeah. I think they can put up 20 on that defense, but I, I think it's, I still think it's easy win, though, even with the 11. So if you guys are keeping score at home, that means both of them have them covering the spread. That's a, that's it was a almost one of my locks of the week, but I'm still scared to do that on a Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's just a road Thursday team. Yeah, a road Thursday. With eight, a road Thursday with eight. Team more than a score. Yeah, that's how good I feel about it. That's a, that's a free gimme. Uh, Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. Jake? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. And you should follow at TD Fantasy underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to stay tuned because Bruce Arians is back. Hello, TD Fantasy listeners. Jamie Eisner here telling you about the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. You've heard us talk about it on the show before. Fantasy football at sea. Think about what you were doing this past draft night. Were you just sitting on your couch? Were you stuck at the office hoping your boss didn't see you? That's no fun at all. Isn't fantasy football supposed to be fun? Why not upgrade and do your 2019 draft on a cruise to the Bahamas where you can get the best advice and party with the top fantasy analysts and former NFL players? Beach, sun, fantasy football, TD Fantasy will be there. That is a tough combo to beat. Go to fantasyfootballatsea.com for more information and learn how you can book today. Joining us right now is head, former head coach Bruce Arians. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I uh, love, love to hear that. You're not golfing today, so there's no updates on your golf game, but we hope to uh, get you out to Scottsdale here soon so we can uh, see you on the links. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, let's talk about Thursday Night Football. New Orleans is on a 10-game win streak. They look like the best team in football. They're going to play the Dallas Cowboys, and Dallas is playing better football. They've been a better team in the in the last few weeks. Any chance New Orleans slips up Thursday Night Football road team in Dallas? I doubt it, uh, although I think Dallas is playing a heck of a lot better. Uh, I just don't think Dallas's defense is going to be – intricate enough to – they're going to run the same stuff over and over, and you can't do that against Drew Brees. 
Coach, you mentioned. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I would just want to follow up with you. The, the MVP race is, is one that's getting talked about nonstop. And I think Drew Brees is head and shoulders the MVP right now. But do you think he doesn't get talked about enough in the greatest ever conversation? Because he's going to end up putting up some numbers this season that are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think he's he's always been overlooked in that in that category. Um, but I, I still think Patrick Mahomes, with all the things he's doing, um, the, I think he has a shot. And, um, I mean, for a defensive player, Khalil Mack could end up with a thing. Or keeping on the topic of MVP quarterbacks and teams on a winning streak, you mentioned on the show a few weeks back that if the Colts got everything together, this is not a team you want to play down the stretcher in January. They've won five in a row now, and they are right in the playoff picture in the AFC. What is your assessment of the way that team is playing right now? Well, they're playing really good defense, and uh, you know, Matt Eberflush is doing a really good job with that defense, although they're not complicated. They, they are pretty sound in what they're doing. But Andrew Luck is playing lights out, and uh, he may sneak into this MVP race if they keep winning. As he, as he could. So what do you make of Baker Mayfield calling out Hugh Jackson, this, all this craziness? You've got Cleveland at Houston this week. You're going to have to deal with it. Uh, I'm sure you've already come up with what you want to say. But what do you make of this whole thing and then saying, I don't apologize for it today and I stand by my statements and all that stuff? Well, I, I think it's just a young guy who's, uh, you know, he hasn't been burned enough times like some of these coaches have. And, uh, you know, Hugh's just trying to work. Uh, I understand where Baker's coming from, too, because he had heard that, that loyalty message ever since he's been there. And, and then to see the guy on the other side of the field. But it, I think it's, it's time to become a little bit more professional and just ease off of that. He's, he called himself not a cookie-cutter quarterback. Those are his words. And I, I think we would all agree that's, that, assessment, that assessment is correct. But he's in the NFL now. Do you think that's going to wear off on people? And, and does he really need to, to get it together, like you said, be a little more professional? I don't think so. I mean, he, don't, he owns that locker room, man. Those guys love him. Uh, they love his brashness, uh, the, the way he acts. He's he's won them all over. They know he's tough. They know he's smart. They know he's good. So uh, I think they'll follow him no matter what. I think uh, as far as he's looking for a lot of endorsements, it could help, it could hurt him. <laughs> all right, let's talk about Green Bay and Arizona this week. If if Arizona Arizona is not going to go in and win this game, but if Green Bay can win out, they will end up being nine six and one. Do you think they could still mix, they could still miss the playoffs even if they do win out? Is that going to be enough to save Mike McCarthy's job? Because it seems at this point the whole conversation is who is going to replace Mike McCarthy? Yeah, I, I would think nine six and one would get them in because I think they'll beat out the, the nine and seven teams. Obviously, and that's that's kind of what everybody's shooting for. I think right now to get that last wild card spot in the NFC. Do you think that's enough to save McCarthy's job if they make the playoffs? And if they don't, what do you think? I think if they don't, I think Mike would be in trouble. I hate to see it because he's done such a great job there. Well, another coach that we've heard rumors about being on the hot seat is John Harbaugh. And the Ravens are looking a little bit better the last couple of weeks with Lamar Jackson, at quarterback. What is your assessment of him, first of all? And second, uh, are you playing Joe Flacco again if he's healthy? Or is Flacco just going to be conveniently banged up for the rest of the season as long as Lamar Jackson's having success? I think as long as Lamar Jackson's hot, I'm riding him right now. Um, they've got a formula, and it's always been the formula in Baltimore, play defense, great special teams, and run the football. Lamar fits that. Uh, they were throwing it way too much for a Baltimore team early, and they were not winning. So, And I think if John, if the Baltimore Ravens go to the playoffs, John will be safe. 
So you love Lamar coming out. What have you seen, though? I mean, it, it, it's kind of this – I keep hearing people say it takes time and you got to give him time to be accurate throwing the ball and it's not backyard football, but it kind of is. I mean, they're running the read option. They can't go through an offseason and run this next year. Have you seen enough that's not – like have you seen real football of what's trying to be drawn up and him being accurate and being a real quarterback? Or is this kind of like you can get through three or four weeks with this, but can they really get through the rest of the season and make the playoffs like this? Well, as long as he stays healthy, that I, my concern would be he's going to get broken up uh, running the ball that many times. The way he's running up the middle, around the, you know, he's not always scrambling. He's running option plays against linebackers one on one, so he'll get broken up sooner or later. But yeah, I think he's shown enough that he can be accurate. Um, he's not going to run the same offense Joe Flacco is, but uh, he can throw it good enough to win. So Jacksonville is dead, of course. Fournette with one of the dumbest damn suspensions I've ever seen. What do you make of the basically debacle in Jacksonville? I mean, Blake Bortles is now benched for Cody Kessler. This is a team people are talking about for the Super Bowl that could be a top six pick in, in April, May's draft. I mean, what do, you, what do you think has gone on down there? What do you make of this idiot fight from Fournette after sitting out for six weeks and finally getting back on the field? Yeah, I thought it was extremely – immature to run across he wasn't even in the game to run across the field I'm surprised he didn't get a bigger suspension but um, yeah I mean that implosion down there it's uh it started with a lot of talking and nobody backing it up they're writing checks they can't cash and uh and it rolled over to the whole the whole organization all right, the opposite of that is the New England Patriots, uh, all business. But there's a big matchup this week. Minnesota is going into New England, and Minnesota needs a win. They, the, they're looking up at the Bears, and the Green Bay Packers have an easy matchup this weekend at home. Do you think Minnesota can potentially upset New England this week at Foxborough? I think so. I, the one thing, that the Vikings play really good defense. Uh, Kirk Cousins um, – they won't get a lot of pressure, so I think he'll be able to um, dink and dunk and, and move the football up there. It's probably going to be a 32-30 to 30 shootout. Well, that'd be fun. I, I personally think Minnesota's going to go in there and get it done. I, I don't think it's a great matchup for New England, and I still don't think they're the New England of old. I'm not, I'm not jumping on this bandwagon with everybody else, but have fun this weekend. Good luck with your game. I'm sure there'll be all kinds of uh, stuff you've got to deal with on the air, but thanks for your time. Oh, you bet. And one thing about that Minnesota game, if Xavier Rhodes is out, then I really like New England. All right, Coach. Parting, parting, parting wisdom for Bruce Arians. Thanks, Coach. You bet. Thanks, guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.